Hello, 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 and welcome to the Particles, Plants and Patients podcast. My name is Rachel, I'm a mechanical engineer, and I'm here with Tesney. Hi, I'm Tesney. Um, I run my own plant shop and plant Instagram account. <laughs> and Elliot. Hi, I'm Elliot. I live in Manchester and I work for the NHS. And today we're going to talk about plants. The way this podcast is going to work is we're going to talk about a lot of random stuff every episode. And today we've decided plants because we have a planty person here. (laughs) So why wouldn't we? Um, But I think first we need to talk about why are we even doing this in the first place? Why have we decided we want to talk about stuff? Why have we decided (laughs) we want to talk about stuff? I think it was just more of a joke to begin with that just got put into conversation slowly. Yeah, I think it got brought up a couple of times as an idea that was sort of wild and out there and slowly it became a thing. Yeah, and maybe one slightly drunken night we you came up with the name, right? Yeah, it was, uh, I think it's always something where I've been like, I'd kind of like to do that, but do I really like, and then I thought, well, if, if, if I thought of a name with you two involved and then I can wiggle that into conversation and then maybe you'll be more into the idea. I think and, it went um, from either YouTuber Rachel Clayton or podcaster <laughs> Rachel Clayton. Podcaster seems a little bit more on the normal side. Yeah. So basically when everybody hates us in like three years time, we can blame you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which would have been worse though, me on YouTube. I, I was going to do a YouTube or a podcast. There was it was a, it was a breakdown of only two endings, <laughs> and all of our high school classmates will be laughing at us either way. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'm, I'm here to entertain. <laughs> um, so the topic of today, as I said before, is plants and house plants. Um, we've all gathered a fact or two um, to discuss. Um, and I'll kick it off. Mine is that houseplants like to listen to music. Gosh, okay. That's so weird, so, isn't it? What type, it's a, <laughs> what it's type of weird. music? <laughs> so um, did a little bit, I'll do a little bit of reading now. Uh, in an interview, head researcher at Plant Life Balance, Dr. Dominique Hez from the University of Melbourne explained that plants enjoy the energy some music produces and it can help a plant grow. In fact, she explained that plants thrive when they listen to music that sits between 115 hertz and 250 hertz because the the vibrations emitted by such music emulate similar sounds to nature. So I think going off this, it's that the vibrations help it grow. It's just that the vibrations are caused by music, which is quite cool. Do you think that could mean if you gave a plant like heavy metal for a weekend, you'll come back to a jungle? Is that like something? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's how it works. (laughs) Mythbusters did that. Mythbusters, they did a thing with greenhouses where they did one playing death metal, one playing classical, one playing positive spoken word, one playing negative spoken word and nothing at all. And the death metal ones actually grew the biggest. They grew the most over the time. Um, there was also, weirdly, 
research done by IKEA, the furniture company, where they had one group of people with plants say nice things to their plants all day <laughs> yeah and they had one group of people bully their plants I've and apparently one. the ones being bullied i'm pretty sure they died in in like two weeks or something <laughs> like i don't know how valid this is as a study <laughs> but it's quite funny did they actually look after the plants as well or yeah. did they just say nasty things to them <laughs> they just not walked to me ride out quicker <laughs> you're telling me kicking my plant around is not the way to sort of deal with it i've got to be nicer to it and maybe it'll yes. then grow yeah you've got to be nice mm-hmm. to your plants <laughs> they do bring yeah. a certain aesthetic to a room and maybe if i had some classical music on as well maybe that would make my entire room nicer well, I was reading, in, to do with one of my facts, that it was in 1973 in the um, Secret Life of Plants book, that's when they started researching into classical music for plants. And they were talking about plants being able to possess some type of intelligence. So if you're like mean to your plant, it's going to know about it. Like this is <laughs> quite valid research going on where plants have an intelligence where they can see if you've been mean to it or not that's how they communicate with all the different plants in the like nature gosh i think it is to do with the frequency isn't it if you're being mean you tend to be louder you're going to be more yeah you know it's a harsh sound whereas the classical is quite slow calming yeah it's going to be on the same level as the sounds of nature of birds of of things like that and the same thing actually to go on from that tesney was um a 1973 study by undergraduate student Dorothy Rallick at Temple Buell College in Colorado found that plants exposed to an F note for eight hours at a time died within two weeks, <laughs> while plants exposed to a similar note for just three hours at a time were much healthier than the plants that weren't exposed to sound at all. And she published her findings in a book called, and I think this name is amazing, The Sound of Music. And plants. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's my. so interesting. But to be fair, I think if anyone was exposed to the sound F all that time, it was <laughs> just one note. Yeah, just one note. I would want to live that long. <laughs> to be honest, just throwing that out there. <laughs> That'd be awful. Um, should I go on to my fact with about the fact you can actually make music with plants? Like, not only do they like classical music, they also make classical music or any type of music. Um, You put the electrodes on both the roots and the leaves and it translates it into electrical signals um, that you can turn into, like, a cello sound or, like, a cello note. So you can literally make a whole cello, like, song (laughs) of the plant. I, I played the violin for, like, three years the reason of which was to get out of maths but that's beside the point <laughs> yeah i bet those plants could play the, the cello better than i could play the violin which is quite yeah breathtaking really literally <laughs> they had a whole orchestra um two people joe and alex in um somewhere in america they had the botanical orchestra where they had a load of plants in an art gallery and literally just did a whole like symphony with them oh, which wow. was really cool was and they nice were like the see. first people to have like this sort of planty musical thing going on i'm sure i've seen a tiktoker like this he's a, an older guy and he does that too he goes out and just plays yeah. like um i've seen ones that he takes requests from viewers where they'd be like can you show us what a lavender sounds like things like that and it was quite nice some of them are awful yeah. <laughs> like 
some Literally. of them are like really nice sounds. Some of them are just getting their own bat for being played that one note all day at them. <laughs> some of them are just screaming. Yeah, it's <laughs> agony inside. <laughs> I wonder what would happen if you went and did that to your plants in your shop, Tesney, whether you'd get an, uh, a whole symphony of music I think I'd them. be getting screaming at the moment, to be honest. <laughs> They're not happy chappies at the moment. Um, yeah, they wouldn't be too happy. But it'd be interesting to what they sound like. Well, mm. speaking of happy... Do you know the uh, gardening and plant looking after? How would you say that? Cultivating. Cultivating, uh, <laughs> Cultivating actually can make you feel better as well. Um, this was something that really astonished me, that a group of researchers who published their work in the Journal of Preventative Medicine uh, found that gardening can uh, reduce depression, anxiety. Uh, it can make you thinner, which is a bonus for me. Thinner? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and as well increases your life satisfaction, your quality of life, and your sense of community. Um, it was the bacteria that you're disturbing in the soil. As you inhale that, that makes you release serotonin, which makes you feel much better. Should we just bathe in soil? <laughs> yeah, I did realise there was an actual scientific, as in like the bacteria coming from the soil. I thought it was just a sort of mental you're looking after something, you feel better because of it. Not that there was an actual I think it's probably a bit of both. Yeah, I think it's probably both. Yeah, um, you're getting a satisfaction from looking after something. and um, Nurturing stuff. It's also drugging you, which is quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I do so much indoor gardening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do like my plants, but I do sometimes think, you know, they say they make you happy. I do think they make me happy. But I also get extremely stressed about them. Oh my <laughs> God, yeah. tell I me about it. Some of them, I'm like, I can't tell if it's living dying i've watered you i've left you to dry i've done everything and you've not changed how sad you look i don't know what you want from me and that's the stressful part the stressful part for me at the moment is getting people messaging me about their sad plants there are so many sad plants in britain right now it's stressing me out i am the one having to tell you how to save them like for Tonya's, like there's this little plant, like it comes in loads of different colours and it faints. Fainting basically means if it has a little bit too little water that it needs, it looks like it's dead. It literally looks like it's on death's door. And people are messaging me saying, is this dead? I'm like, no, just water it and it will be completely fine again. I think that's like me after a night out. Yeah, they literally just <laughs> want to look like they die. I don't get it. Don't get why they do that. What's the need for doing that? Know. My my coffee plant is exactly the same. Yeah. I know when I need to water everything else because my coffee plant is like, I'm so happy just vibing under my grow lights. And then I give it literally one night of it looking completely fine when I go to bed and I wake up and it's like, oh my gosh, yeah. I haven't been watered for years. <laughs> and I'm like, I watered you three days ago. Before we could discuss the pressure of plants, we just need to acknowledge the time that Tesney went on holiday and left me with her jungle <laughs> of plants. <laughs> to look after and I did not only have to water them I had to send a video no 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 <laughs> you offered to video call me when you were going into my flat and watering them you were just showing me them if I have killed a single one of those plants you would have never forgiven me <laughs> you did bet then we will not name the housemate but I, one of the housemates that I lived with I went on holiday or went home for Christmas and I said will you look after my plants and she went yeah I was like water these at this time okay brilliant I'll do that what should I come back to Sorry. half of my jungle literally dead and I met, I'd messaged her in the week and I was like oh have you gone and checked my plants yeah yeah of course I have everything's fine two days later I got back 
There was not one living. They did not die in two days. Like, I'm not even joking. It wasn't like one or two plants. It was like half of it. I think I just looked at them and was like, this is so much money. Down the drain. Was it from overwatering or no watering no, at all? No, just didn't even go into my just, room for the three ah. weeks other way. So I think I went on holiday and went home for Christmas. It's like three weeks. Does this mean you did some sort of plant post-mortem on them to decide how they no, died? They, they were so dead. They were just so dead. But I even texted my mum. I was like, mum, look what's happened. I'm really upset. I don't, I don't know how. I just, I have no words. And she was like, here's 50 pounds, Tesney. Please go buy some more plants. <laughs> because I was so sad about it. <laughs> it was like literally some of them were like i just brought the week before i'd left as well oh no yeah. that's the worst it was the worst it was the worst i've got to say so i i keep my plants on my desk for homework in it you know it makes the desk look nicer a bit cleaner and everything um and it's a very small desk so um they're sometimes behind my laptop while um while i'm working and what i sort of decided like discovered is i'm blocking all of their light all day and so they look very <laughs> sad one of them i i don't know whether he'll survive <laughs> which one what is it it's um it's, it's got it's green <laughs> no <laughs> started now it's got leaves um oh i don't know what plant it is i'll send a photo yes <laughs> please it, do because we don't want any yeah, plants so the, people the, my fo- friends. the photo will be on instagram for you to see <laughs> yeah let's have a look at this dead plant and everyone else can look how sad the plant yeah. is and discuss with if elliot can save it or not yeah it's <laughs> plant again you, go, you can take that right away from me <laughs> do you know what plant you should have if you want a plant that's not going to die at all the aspidestra no, the aspidestra, aspidestra is the plant that is known to tolerate heat, drought, gas fires next to them, cold, wind, rain, living outdoors, living indoors. It's going to just live. Like, I, I you can't kill it. I will kill it. No, no, you can't mm-hmm. kill it. Like, I've just inherited one from my nono, which is my granddad, um, that's been, I think it's like 80 years old, and he just chucked it in his garden one day because he didn't want it anymore. And it's still living. Oh 20 years God. in the garden, it's still there. Um, and it's just the coldest plant. It's not like the most prettiest plant, but it's like very minimalistic, and it's, it's really cool. They are um, known throughout history as like, a boring plant and like an expensive plant and only a plant that the lower middle class would have because like they want to show off their wealth by buying aspidestra but like no one really likes them in history it's really bizarre oh, is there like, any sort of modern equivalent of buying something as a middle class person that nobody really likes like <laughs> me i would say a variegated monstera i don't know if anyone actually wants one if anyone actually <laughs> wants to spend that money on a variegated monstera or if they just want to show it off on Instagram and Facebook, because mm. pff, I don't know why you'd be spending that much money on it. But um, yeah, the Aspidestra, it's had songs written about it. George Orwell's written a novel about it. That's no that's no praise that. That's quite bad if George Orwell's written a book about it. He's <laughs> basically written a book about how it's only a middle lower middle class plant, like literally how it's a rubbish plant. At least it wasn't in 1984. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is all they had left. <laughs> Literally. But, like, even when it first came to Britain, um, no one wanted to claim where it came from. The English first thought it came from China, and China were like, Chinese were like, 
no, that's not ours. And they were like, of course it's yours. Like, it's got to be your plan. That unliked is a plan that people don't want to own. <laughs> like, countries refusing to acknowledge that it came from theirs. Literally. It was, um, yeah, it was first came to the UK in like the 1850s and it was like just still a rubbish plant. No one wanted it. 1860s, you found a variegated type of aspidestra and people still didn't really fancy that one, but they're really cool. <laughs> variegated aspidestras are also called like Milky Way aspidestras now, and they're like 200 quid to buy. We're talking about looking after plants. I have one that is kind of looking at, at plants in a bit more of a broad sense. So I'm going to take the house plants outdoors. We're going out of the house, <laughs> nothing going outside, about. in the garden. And um, I'm actually going to talk about a um, challenge that was called Soil Your Pants <laughs> that came about in 2016, 2017. Uh, it was called Soil Your Undies, sorry, was the actual title. Basically, you can test the quality of your soil in your garden by, quote, soiling your undies. Um Basically, it can be hard and often expensive to measure soil health. Um, and Dr. Oliver Knox at the University of New England uh, started the hashtag Soil Your Undies Challenge. Uh, basically, if your soil is, is of good quality and you bury a pair of 100% cotton underwear um, in it, the soil will biodegrade the cotton, leaving only the elasticated waistband. <laughs> um, and the more of the underwear that is missing when you dig it up, the better the quality of your soil dr kate baisley of the citizens she is the citizen science coordinator at surrey wildlife trust said soiling your underpants can be tried at home in your garden too the optimum time is during the summer months between june and august oh that sounds lovely Mm. could you imagine how long do you have to bury them I actually have a uh, guide if you or any of the listeners want to try soiling their undies. Um, So to conduct your own soil health test at home, bury some white. I I think white is because it doesn't have any of the dyes in, which are harder to break down. Uh, Bury some white 100% cotton underpants in the ground, four to six inches deep, as the soil is at that depth is the most active. Uh, good spots in the garden are flower beds because they have good moisture content and bury the pants so the elastic waistband is showing or mark the spot with a flag if you've decided to just put the whole bunch underneath um, <laughs> and leave it for two months so two it's two months. months that you leave it and then return and dig it up and see what is remaining mm. you don't want anything remaining except the elastic that can't be broken down so you've got to wait two months to see if your soil's all right people in agriculture, people that grow their own crops, there's a, a push now to sort of go back to more sustainable, traditional ways of farming. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously burying your underpants, I don't think was traditional, no. as far as I can tell it was Can you see all those I farmers went... in their fields just going out and <laughs> burying pants? They're only pair of pants and they're burying them. <laughs> but it's a, it's a good, sustainable way of testing the health of your soil, knowing when you maybe need to rotate your fields, if you've got a few... Um, Surrey Wildlife have been trying to push people to do it. There's places in California that are pushing farmers there to look at this way of testing their soil rather than using chemical versions where you actually measure what's in the soil Mm -hmm. chemically. Just to go on a little tangent, does anyone remember being in Brunellian and like in the summer smelling the stench of the farms around? Do you remember that? 
the first that's just north when, wales yeah. <laughs> but like in brunelli <laughs> there was anywhere. like no but like in brunelli there was like three weeks where they would just put manure all over the fields and you mm-hmm. like you could barely go outside without having to die for, does anyone else yeah. remember for the, everybody yeah. at home who's never been to this school it is <laughs> on a hill and surrounded by farms literally farms mm. everywhere so walking up to school in the morning when they just freshly manured those fields and it'd be on a like a hot summer's, summer's day, day as well yeah it yeah. was a delightful smell and you couldn't get anything done but maybe that maybe they had put uh, pants in their fields and found out that the soil needed a bit more manure. <laughs> maybe I should just go knock on their door and be like, "Have you soiled your undies recently?" <laughs> so see what kind of response I get. <laughs> we should probably mention to our listeners: we all went to high school together. We all went to school mm-hmm. Brunelian, um all the way through school, so we've got a lot of memories going to that school, and that's yeah. how we all began to know each other. Mm-hmm. Well, Elliot and Rachel before that, but not me. We were the cool kids before, and then Tesla joined. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but you know. <laughs> we were going to have a discussion, I think, about as plants. How have we dealt with plants? There's the obvious plant lady, green haired Tesney with us, who has her own plant shop and everything. And I think that would be really interesting to talk about. Um, so I think, Tesney, you should kick it off because you will definitely have the most to say. And uh, start from the beginning. So start, how did you get plants come into your life? What happened with plants? Where have you gone? How have you got a shop? How's it going? How are you going to conquer the plant world? Conquer the plant world. <laughs> plants literally came into my life probably with like sixth form. I'd get a couple of cacti. My nonno would give me a couple of cacti because he, he loves houseplants as well. And he has a really cool collection. Um, he'd propagate. And then I think one day I learned that you can literally pull off a spider plant baby put it in some water and it'll grow some roots and then that's where my propagation obsession came from where most of my house plants in my room now are probably propagated from bits i've stolen from places <laughs> um like most house plant collectors do um and then from there we went to manchester to go to university which has the lovely flourish which is my favorite plant shop and will forever be my favorite plant shop yeah because they have such good deals even now as i have my own plant shop i will still promote for flourish and still fangirl over flourish to be honest um but yeah i just started buying more and more plants and then <laughs> second year of uni i don't know what happened it just kind of took off and i came to the third year of uni and i couldn't fit enough plants into my room so the whole house of my student house had to be full of plants um so that just sort of happened and then i was going into my masters and i was still just loving plants i started my instagram account just because i wanted to show off my plants really and also because I was like one I wasn't a poor student but I was a student with not much money like most of us didn't have much money student lifestyle just a student yeah I wouldn't spend it on bevs more than anything (laughs) really um so I wanted to show people the cheaper ways you can have house plants because you were looking online and just every single thing they'd say you'd have to have rainwater you'd have to have mineral water you had to have these special tools a special feed to like keep your house plants and I was like this is just not true like you don't need to do that or like all of the research was coming from America where they have a better climate than us um it just wasn't true Mm -hmm. so I did my Instagram and then I did my master's and the pandemic hit 
And I was like, mm, my master's cannot happen right now. And somehow uh, going into the pandemic, I just started selling my propagations on Etsy um, and just making a couple little pounds here and there and realized I really, really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed like giving care for plants and telling people the best way to look after the plants. So I made whatever money I made from propagating my plants. I did, I saved and did a first wholesale order, which I had to cram into my parents' conservatory um and then somehow I got a shop and that's basically a very short version of my plant history and at some point I became a TikTok star as well I'd like to say that <laughs> yeah you've got a TikTok star and most importantly you've just launched your website oh, yeah. yeah just yesterday launched my snazzy website botanical babe plants um where it's going to have all my plants for sale on there um i'm also going to put care guides on there and blogs and stuff like literally everything i put on instagram but i don't have enough word count to do i'm going to be putting on that website and it's going to be so fun and yeah really I, ca- I can't wait for your newsletter that you're going to be doing as well i think that'd be really good I've got to admit that I forgot that when you sign up with your email, you also sign up to the mailing list, which I then have to write and do. Um, <laughs> so that would be interesting to see what the first email is going to be to everyone. Really exciting things coming up um, in the next couple of months, which I won't say on the podcast. They're all in draft at the moment. But yeah, some exciting things. So everyone better keep watching my Instagram page. I'm intrigued now. Yeah, I think Rachel Rachel knows, you both know one of them, and then there's another one which is really exciting that's happening. Um, it's a cool collab no with way. someone cool, yeah. Well, yeah. And what's the, yeah, what's the website as well? Yeah. Botanicalbabeplants.com. Dot com, yeah. Gosh, are we going to charge for that sponsorship? <laughs> yes, yeah, no, I spoke, I, there's just so much to say, like... <laughs> The whole plant story is a long story. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, it is a very, very long but interesting story. <laughs> I don't know um, if it's interesting, but yeah, <laughs> I would say it's interesting. Yeah. Um, me, my plant story is not as exciting. I do not have a plant shop, but I do have plants. Um, I think it's. I think a lot of people's plants things started with cacti um which is definitely because they're just so easy to look after the i wouldn't even say cacti are easy to look after no but i've never ever killed a cacti i still have cacti from like eight ten years ago i know but people seem to think that either just don't water them or you overwater them and they die yeah and they go like a squishy yeah it's disgusting um but yeah and, and i started with cacti like them we randomly got um what are they called? The, the ones that eat flies. Carnivorous plants. Venus fly trap, yeah. yeah. But yeah, carnivorous and carnivorous plant as well. Um and we had them in the porch and my mum hated them. And I you know, as just a kid, you're like fascinated. You're like, I'm gonna f-. so we started feeding it ham. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember that. Oh and I need to feed this ve- you know, I I was young. I didn't really understand the the thing. Anyway, I don't really know what happens to that Venus flytrap. I don't think it's it survived. You don't feed it, ham. You don't need to feed carnivorous plants. You think someone goes in the it. wild with a bit of ham to each individual carnivorous plant? But there's flies. There wasn't flies in the porch. But if there's no flies, it'll sort itself out, everyone. Yeah. Don't feed your carnivorous plants. Ham. Don't feed a ham, definitely. Um, yeah, I got a few plants then. Um, kind of... Probably the same time you started, but not to the same degree at all. Um, and then 
uh, as you started your plant stuff, I kind of got plants from you or I got advice from you. And so I've got a nice little um, collection. I don't know what you call it. A collection here of, uh, they're, they're on a, they're on a, what would you call this? Stand? Plant stand. Uh, yeah. Plant stand. So I, I have got all the stuff you need for it and I do have quite yeah. a few, but. I'd just like to know, in this picture that we can see of Rachel right now, there's a very sad yucca behind her. <laughs> she says she's good at plants and then this yucca is on death's door. I'm just waiting for it to die. It looks like this now for nearly two years. It's on death's door. When, when I got it, it was about this big and it still grows every year. It just never looks happy. How much is this so, big in like sound? Like for people who can't see the video. Oh, oh yeah, yeah big. sorry. It, it started off probably the height of just a bit higher than a Coke can. Oh um, my God. And it's grown a lot. It's grown to... to, to uh, Two coke cans, um, but it's just I've a bit never floppy. Heard sizing method. <laughs> it's just it's just a little bit floppy, and I've just accepted that it's always going to look like this. The the thing that I did, and I'm just so sorry for any plant people listening. Um, I needed to repot it, and um, I needed to take it out of the soil. <laughs> so I just grabbed it round its trunk. <laughs> And yanked it out, and all of the roots stayed no. in the soil. No, no. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I think your plant had a root rot. I think we talked about this, and you gave Probably. it root rot, and then mm-hmm. you didn't pull off the roots. It just had no roots anyway. That's yeah. why it looks like how it looks because it had no roots at one point. Yeah, it's growing its roots again, but um, <sighs> it's it's had a tough time, but it's it's alive. Yeah, mine mine's the same, really. To, to be fair, I think that plant probably sums up 2020 as a whole if i'm honest it's always been in the background of all my work meetings like (laughs) this is my mood can you not just get like a nice rubber plant or something and just put it there instead yeah i can i can do that now but elliot what have your plants been like oh well (laughs) i started about a year ago and it was because tesney bought me a plant i believe uh, as a housewarming present oh yeah i did actually a plant and it if anybody's ever had a spider plant they grow very, they very grow fast. A lot. They I grow. Put it here um, it's currently in Tessie's jungle for uh, while I was moving house. No, no. What happened was we were rushing out of our oh, yeah. accommodation for the pandemic because yes. Boris Johnson was like, "Right, we're all going into lockdown, and you're not allowed to going to move every, anywhere else ever again." So he had given me all of his plants to look after, and however months on. I've still got them. Yeah. <laughs> it's it probably a good thing for them, to be fair. Probably, they'd um, be dead. However, my plants, uh, I don't know why, but I thought plants had to be like given posh water, so my plants always had bottled water or filtered well, water. <laughs> it's better for the plants to have filtered water and stuff, but if you live in Wales or live in somewhere that doesn't have real hard water, it's fine mm. to just water them in the tap. Even in Manchester, I water them with Monkey Union water, and that's not it's- good. Do they grow up with an attitude? Yeah, yeah they're, they're still fine. <laughs> but yeah. Throwing the motorbikes in the canal. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, my plant journey was quite uh, short um, and we've discussed already that one of mine is already almost dead. Um, yeah. And <laughs> my friends very kindly, Rachel and Tesney, bought me a plant that uh, I don't think I can possibly kill because it's kept in a contained glass jar oh. and recycles its own water. I completely forgot what plant we brought then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you're if you're as, if you're as rubbish as me at looking after plants, I think that's probably one for you too. 
Yeah, you can get them on my website. Well, depends when you listen to this, but you can get it's like a jar with a fern in it and moss, and it recycles its own water because it's a airtight container. So um, from the condensation, it can drink up the water and then just recycle it. It's really cool, and it's so good for all beginner people because you don't need to do anything apart from every couple of weeks open the lid and put it down again. Do you need to do that every it's couple of weeks to just to like <laughs> it's like. You can leave it for a little bit longer, but it's just to like, you know, get some air in there okay. and not kill off the plant completely. Right. I'll note that down. <laughs> yeah. Have you got a current affair? I do. Oh, yes, I do have a current affair. Something that I thought would be interesting to talk about because having plants is amazing. We've talked about all the good things, all the fact that it loves music. You can make music. It makes you feel happy. Um all that lovely stuff but I thought we could for a second dip our toe into the dark side <laughs> of plants and house plants and things that have come about from the big boom of house plants recently um and that is scammers and scammers in particular variegated plants scammers we could literally do a whole podcast just on this because <laughs> Um, again, I also run a Facebook group called Houseplant Community UK and the amount of scammers we've seen on there or like people talking about scammers is insane and people who have mm. been scammed, it's so bad. Especially yeah, variegated monsteras. Yeah, because we were talking about this earlier where we were saying variegated doesn't necessarily mean rare but to a new houseplant you know, fanatic, someone that's just getting into it. And that, I think that's when people are the most likely to just go out and buy and spend yeah. a lot of money because they maybe they don't have enough knowledge, they haven't done their research, or they have, but not to the extent that you might need to. Mm-hmm. They'll see someone selling something that's variegated and they just go, oh, that's rare. It's expensive, but it's meant that's the price it should be. And it's not. I was looking at a um, an article that somebody was also talking about um variegated things and the fact that this is going on and it was, a, it was an american article but it's, just, it's quite similar in that world as well and um this woman was saying over the last six months i have watched variegated monsteras going from being sold for about 200 dollars to 300 dollars to 500 dollars now i'm seeing these plants being sold for 750 dollars or even a thousand dollars it's oh even God. worse in america at the moment because to get them imported into america like people in britain well i don't know if it's ha- still happening at the moment because of brexit but and everything but people in britain can easily get them from thailand and like our restrictions aren't that bad but if you're trying to tr- import something into america they might even go through like special um i don't know what they'd be I've, I've not looked so much into it but like a special type of thing to kill all the bugs if it's a plant but like it will just burn the whole plant so like if you spend £500 on a variegated monstera, you, it might end up at you with like just crisps, like just a whole crispy plant. Monstera crisps. Variegated crisps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just just like just a brown leaf and that's it. And like the import, the customs are like, well, you know, we had to do our special messages on it. So that's it. And um, that's why it's so expensive in America at the moment as well, because importing there is so difficult, especially variegated plants or any plants. Gosh, who knew there was such a dark side to plants? But yeah. you've talked about, Tesney, seeing plants for over a thousand pounds as well. That oh my God. Like, and for, for yeah. leaves as well, not even for the plant, for a cutting. Yeah, so the Monstera Addisonii, which is like the monkey musk plant, um, it's just a different type of Monstera that climbs more like. Um, you can get a leaf of that from maybe a pl- website like Plants um, for a grand, 
£1,200 they can go for as well. Um, and it's literally just a propagated leaf or like a rooted cutting. Um, and they'll go for a grand. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're you're taking such a risk yeah. and that's such a big financial risk as well. Yeah. You've just got to be so careful that you're in the right kind of yeah. situation that if your leaf does come in, it, you can't propagate it or it comes damaged. That's what I've Are seen. Are you okay to take that? This is what it, took... This is what I saw on one of the plant forums I'm on. Is someone brought a, a variegated monstera adsonii um, for a thousand pounds, and it came like in the post, and it was just the packaging was everywhere, the soil was everywhere, the plant got ruined, and like the website it came from, they were like, "Oh, you can send it back to us and we'll refund your money, or you could just have it." Like, we won't give you any type of, like, discount or anything. And she was like, well, these never go online ever, like, only every once a year. So I'm either going to lose all my money on this plant by keeping it or lose this plant. The cool thing about variegated monsters is that any type of rare plant is that you can just grow it for a couple of years and then hope that the market's still going to be the same. Cut a bit off mm. and then you're going to be making your money back. So, so a customer from my shop literally brought four Thai um, constellations, which is another type of plant, and just sold two of them for more money than he brought them for, which paid for the third one. So he just got the third one for free by, like, at the end of it, which is fair enough, you know. <laughs> a bit cheeky, but, but if people are going to pay it, people are going to pay it. As you know, for this whole thing, I've not even known what a variegated plant even looks like. <laughs> Variegation in a plant is like... Um, I don't have anything next to me. Um, I'm also, so, oh, this okay. is a podcast. It's a it's a genetic variation. Yeah, I'm just showing Elliot though, or I can I can put pictures on on the Instagram anyway. You see, like this is white and green. Oh yeah. So the white is a variegation um, on this plant, and it's like it's actually like a disease, but it's a disease that doesn't harm the plant in any way, apart from if you have a whole leaf that's white or a whole leaf that's variegated, that leaf isn't going to photosynthesize anymore. So it oh, will okay. die. Like, it will eventually die if it gets too variegated. But um, if it's half and half, it'll be fine. Um, oh, it's like an albino plant. Yeah, literally. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, but you can't... It's hard to sort of, like, make a variegated plant, I think. Or, like... I guess if it's genetic, it is just the luck of the draw. Yeah. 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 Oh, very nice. Thank you, Tessa. That's what a variegated plant is. Me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, that variegated plant I've shown showed you then it's just like a succulent it's a variegated succulent that's it it's not like mm. rare it's just a normal plant yeah so you could even get a variegated grass yeah literally yeah. like um when i was um when i first opened my shop i had a, an allocation zebrunia which had just been like a normal plant but um i suddenly saw one of the leaf two of the leaves were white and I was like, oh, my God, it's, they've <laughs> accidentally put a variegated alocasia in here. And, of course, the person who's about to buy it, I said it was ill and she couldn't have it because, like, that plant can be, like, I don't know how expensive it would be, but they go for a lot, alocasias that are variegated. Um, and I've just got it sitting there because I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I got it for, like, cheap at the wholesale price. Yeah. I won't say what that is because then that's giving away my secrets. <laughs> Don't give you secrets away. I hope you've enjoyed this plant episode. Please let us know what your favourite fact of the week was. And if you have any suggestions for things you'd like us to talk about, you can contact us on our socials. They are at Particles, Plants and Patients on Instagram, at the 3P podcast 
and that's the number three. Tesney, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at botanical underscore pain with two E's. And Twitter? Oh, use Tesney Bargin underscore, but my Twitter's not very exciting. Don't want Twitter. No, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Elliot, where can they find you? You can find me at Elliot Griffiths 98 on Instagram or at Elliot Griff 98 on Twitter. But I have no followers on Twitter, so... (laughs) go follow Elliot (laughs) yeah go follow Elliot and you can find me at it's spelt Rachel on Instagram and Twitter and it's Rachel A-E-L at the end we all have really hard names to go on Instagram and (laughs) Twitter (laughs) thank you for listening everyone and remember stay stay snazzy I don't think that's going to work we'll sound good that's so cringy